Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 24th day of December. Merry Christmas Eve, first and foremost. I'm not sure how we got here so fast this year, but here we are. And what a beautiful day. What a beautiful season of celebrating the birth of Jesus that changed the trajectory of history, that changed the trajectory of humanity. Many of you uh, may be just preparing for everything that happens today and tomorrow. And so I'm just here to remind you to take a minute to breathe, to stop, to take some deep breaths, to take some long exhales, and to really focus on the celebration of this holiday, of what this actually means. The culmination of the season of Advent, longing and awaiting. And here we are, the day before. And also recognizing that this season that is filled with so much hope and promise and shininess and twinkling lights uh, can also be a season of heaviness and hardness for many of you. And so we just sort of hold both of those awarenesses right here in this moment to know the anticipation of the magic that happens through the faith and wonder of a child and the heaviness and the weight of real life that can happen as a big kid. And so we move into this day and tomorrow. And I'm also fueled with mixed emotions as I look back and have immensely enjoyed this journey that I have been privileged to be on with each of you and know that it is the final day that I'll be here with you before I turn you over to China. She leads you home to the finish line. So without any further ado, let's read the scriptures. We're reading today 2 Timothy chapters 1 through 4 and we're reading today in the Common English Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 1 From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will to promote the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm grateful to God whom I serve with a good conscience as my ancestors did. I constantly remember you in my prayers day and night. When I remember your tears, I long to see you so that I can be filled with happiness. I'm reminded of your authentic faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. I'm sure that this faith is also inside you. Because of this, I'm reminding you to revive God's gift that is in you through the laying on of my hands. God didn't give us a spirit that is timid, but one that is powerful, loving, and self-controlled. 
So don't be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord or of me, his prisoner. Instead, share the suffering for the good news depending on God's power. God is the one who saved and called us with a holy calling. This wasn't based on what we have done, but it was based on his own purpose and grace that he gave us in Christ Jesus before time began. Now his grace is revealed through the appearance of our Savior, Christ Jesus. He destroyed death and brought life and immortality into clear focus through the good news. I was appointed a messenger, apostle, and teacher of this good news. This is also why I am suffering the way I do, but I am not ashamed. I know the one in whom I have placed my trust. I am convinced that God is powerful enough to protect what he has placed in my trust until that day. Hold on to the pattern of sound teaching that you heard from me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Protect this good thing that has been placed in your trust through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You know that everyone in Asia has turned away from me, including Phygelus and Hermogenes. May the Lord show mercy to Honest Forrest's household because he supported me many times and he wasn't ashamed of my imprisonment. After I arrived in Rome, he quickly looked for me and found me. May the Lord allow him to find his mercy on that day, and you know very well how much he served me in Ephesus. So my child, draw your strength from the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Take the things you heard me say in front of many other witnesses and pass them on to faithful people who are also capable of teaching others. Accept your share of suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Nobody who serves in the military gets tied up with civilian matters so that they can please the one who recruited them. Also, in the same way, athletes don't win unless they follow the rules. A hard-working farmer should get the first share of the crop. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will give you understanding about everything. Remember Jesus Christ, who was raised from the dead and descended from David. This is my good news. This is the reason I'm suffering to the point that I'm in prison like a common criminal. But God's word cannot be imprisoned. This is why I endure everything for the sake of those who are chosen by God so that they too may experience salvation in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This saying is reliable. If we have died together, we will also live together. If we endure, we will also rule together. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are disloyal, he stays faithful, because he can't be anything else than what he is. Remind them of these things and warn them in the sight of God not to engage in battles over words that aren't helpful and only destroy those who hear them. Make an effort to present yourself to God as a tried and true worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, but is one who interprets the message of truth correctly. Avoid their godless discussions because they will lead many people into ungodly behavior and their ideas will spread like an infection. This includes Hymenaeus and Philetus who have deviated from the truth by claiming that the resurrection has already happened. This has undermined some people's faith. God's solid foundation is still standing with this sign, the Lord knows the people who belong to him, and everyone who confesses the Lord's name must avoid wickedness. In a mansion, 
there aren't just gold and silver bowls, but also some bowls that are made of wood and clay. Some are meant for special uses, some for garbage. So if anyone washes filth off themselves, they will be set apart as a special bowl. They will be useful to the owner of the mansion for every sort of good work. Run away from adolescent cravings. Instead, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace together with those who confess the Lord with a clean heart. Avoid foolish and thoughtless discussions, since you know that they produce conflicts. God's slaves shouldn't be argumentative, but should be kind toward all people, able to teach, patient, and should correct opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will change their mind and give them a knowledge of the truth. They may come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap that holds them captive to do his will. Understand that the last days will be dangerous times. People will be selfish and love money. They will be the kind of people who brag and who are proud. They will slander others and they will be disobedient to their parents. They will be ungrateful, unholy, unloving, contrary, and critical. They will be without self-control and brutal, and they won't love what is good. They will be people who are disloyal, reckless, and conceited. They will love pleasure instead of loving God. They will look like they are religious but deny God's power. Avoid people like this. Some will slither into households and control immature women who are burdened with sins and driven by all kinds of desires. These women are always learning, but they can never arrive at an understanding of the truth. These people oppose the truth in the same way that Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. Their minds are corrupt and their faith is counterfeit, but they won't get very far. Their foolishness will become obvious to everyone like those others. But you have paid attention to my teaching, conduct, purpose, faithfulness, patience, love, and endurance. You have seen me experience physical abuse and ordeals in places such as Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. I put up with all sorts of abuse, and the Lord rescued me from it all. In fact, anyone who wants to live a holy life in Christ Jesus will be harassed. But evil people and swindlers will grow even worse as they deceive others while being deceived themselves. But you must continue with the things you have learned and found convincing. You know who taught you. Since childhood, you have known the holy scriptures that help you to be wise in a way that leads to salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. Every scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing mistakes, for correcting, and for training character, so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. I'm giving you this commission in the presence of God and of Christ, Jesus, who is coming to judge the living and the dead and by his appearance and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready to do it whether it's convenient or inconvenient. Correct, confront, and encourage with patience and instruction. There will come a time when people will not tolerate sound teaching. They will collect teachers who say that they want to hear because they are self-centered. They will turn their back on the truth and turn to myths. But you must keep control of yourself in all circumstances. Endure suffering. 
do the work of a preacher of the good news and carry out your service fully. I'm already being poured out like a sacrifice to God and the time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight, finished the race and kept the faith. At last, the champion's wreath that is awarded for righteousness is waiting for me. The Lord, who is the righteous judge, is going to give it to me on that day. He's giving it not only to me, but also to all those who have set their heart on waiting for his appearance. Do your best to come to me quickly. Demas has fallen in love with the present world and has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you. He has been a big help to me in the ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring along the coat I left with Carpus and Treos. Also bring the scrolls and especially the parchments. Alexander, the craftsman who works with metal, has really hurt me. The Lord will pay him back for what he has done. But watch out for him, because he opposes our teaching. No one took my side at my first court hearing. Everyone deserted me. I hope that God doesn't hold it against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength so that the entire message would be preached through me and so all the nations could hear it. I was also rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil action and will save me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and always. Amen. Say hello to Prisca and Aquila and the household of Anasaphorus, Aristus stayed in Corinth, and I left Trophimus and Meletus because of his illness. Try hard to come to me before winter. Ebulus, Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters say hello. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. This is the beginning and the end of the second book of Timothy. And second Timothy is Paul's letter to Timothy. And scholars believe that this was at the end of Paul's life after already being imprisoned. And it's a letter of encouragement to keep enduring, keep, keep going. And we even hear the wording of caution, beware of false prophets, false teachings. That seems to be uh a hot topic today. A lot of people throw it around and it's easy to throw it around when you hear something that contradicts something that you've already heard, something that uh, your pastor, a mentor, a leader, someone you admire uh, has stated the opposite of. Oftentimes we warn that of a specific teaching that goes against our convictions or our beliefs. And so we will pick out a person with a message that we disagree with and label them that. Blast it on social media. Beware of false prophets such as this man or woman. A lot of times I find that people warn other people about false teachers and those people do not even have a personal relationship with the Bible. So 
what is actually being spoken or taught can be scriptural. There's plenty of people that do not. But so many times, I think your warning of something that is visibly clear and true in scripture, it just goes against your belief system or your convictions. This particular letter is happening in a time when the gospel is first being introduced in parts of the world and places that have never heard it before. And so we have to understand context again in the story of what's taking place, why this is taking place, why this letter is even being written. I understand that in my culture, I'm in the Bible Belt of outside of Nashville, Tennessee, where everyone goes to church. It's part of the culture. And there's 12 churches on every corner. So if you don't like what one is serving up, hey, there are 11 other options. There's something for everyone. But when we hear something that opposes those convictions that we came to, uh, whether we came to them on our own or someone gave them to us and we adapted them, uh, we oftentimes will not only dismiss the teaching, dismiss what is being said, we dismiss the person altogether as well. We go as far as to label them a heretic. I see it literally most every day. And what we tend to do is once we've picked a side on which side that we stand on an issue we don't even bother to listen to the other side. When we fail to realize, we just read it a couple days ago, that the Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can cut both ways. It can cut both sides with the truth. And that's what the truth does. The truth rises above picking a side and states what is real. It shines a light on what we already know and what we are unable to see and what we are unwilling to see. I've seen it so recently, it just grieves my heart of shame, publicly shaming people that do things differently than we do them. Loving people that we have deemed unworthy of love and inviting other people to join them in the same and we do this in the name of God so while we do heed the warning that Paul is writing to Timothy to beware beware of false prophets false teachings I would also caution us as believers to not join in on the culturally relevant catchphrases and just deem everything around us a false teaching, to dismiss people as heretics and false prophets when it's something that we don't agree with if we have not tested it against the scripture and allowed the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to reveal 
truth to us. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. And I thank you for this time together, this precious journey of walking through your word, the transformation that has taken place, the truths that you have revealed in us, through us, among us, by being with us, ever-present speaking to your people. I thank you for the honor that it has been to be here as a mouthpiece of your word. The Lord knows I have done this imperfectly, but I have done it to the best of my ability. And I thank you for how you have changed me from the inside out in this process through your word. And it is my prayer that every person would come to know you in a more real, a more tangible way through a relationship, through your word with you, God, almighty God. And I pray that the journey does not end here, but that you would continue to deepen the work that you have already done. Continue to turn the soil, to weed the garden of our hearts so that seed could continue to be laid and that good soil would breed good fruit. And our lives would be the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit, of the work of God in our lives, each and every single one of us. Thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the gift of faith. And I thank you, God, for the gift of this community of Daily Audio Bible Chronological. May we continue to walk in the truth that is light and be your light that continues to radiate the darkness. I thank you in this season of Advent, waiting, arrival, anticipation, expectancy, that we have that hope to look to you for things to come, for redemption to take place, for all things to be new. I thank you that this is true of who you are. I love you, I worship you, and I praise you, give you all glory and all honor. Pray this now in the mighty name of God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is truly my joy, my complete honor. I, I'm sorry that I am not able to do this without tears. I am just an emotionally sentimental gal at the core of my being and the journey matters to me and so I, I look back over this year 
and I can't lie, it's it's been a hard year. Maybe the hardest one personally for me in a really long time. And um, I'm just taking inventory of the journey. And I'm grateful. And I can say that at the end of it, it is so worth it. And I thank you once again as a community that have welcomed China and I both um, to be here with you. Embracing our differences, as I asked you at the very beginning of the year to do, and letting me be who I am and letting her be who she is, knowing that we are mother and daughter and we have very many similarities, but we also have a vast amount of differences and our approach is very different <laughs> as you all know now um but i thank you for allowing us to be who we are on this journey i love you all and although we're just sort of turning a page and doing this all over again next year yes uh, we are doing it exactly the same um It's a long view to look back and to see how far we've come together. And together we have come. You all have been such a gift to me. This community is the redemption of so many things, but it's mostly how you love and care for one another. And I sometimes just sit back and weep. No surprise there. But just how proud I am of us. How we bear one another's burdens, how we care for one another, and how you love unconditionally, knowing that it is kindness that leads us to repentance. My hope is that you have, if you've been on this journey and it ends here, I don't, I don't care if you've listened to us ever again even though I really hope you do, but my prayer is that you do not end here. That your relationship with God will continue, continue to cultivate it, continue to speak daily to Him, to allow space for Him to speak daily to you. My friends, my brothers, my sisters, keep enduring well. Keep going. Rest when you need to. Dust yourself off when you need to. Pick yourself back up when you need to. Ask for help when you need to. But just keep going. And so, on one of the most anticipatory nights of the year, on this day before the arrival of a savior, a king that came lowly and humbly, royalty, but of a different kind, the kind that came to serve, to lay his life down as a ransom. I offer you the only thing that I know to do to gift you back for the gift that you have been to me. And that is through song. I will turn the page with you all one last time in this year. And I look forward 
forward, ahead, to what will be. Wish you all the most, merriest of Christmases. And for the last time this year, I'm Jill. Look forward to being back with you next year. Until then, love one another. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the light of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the Christ was born.